What I want to do is talk about the importance of our, our intercessory role to people and also taking great care not to impede somebody else's journey by praying ourselves into the nature of what we think they should be doing instead of surrendering to become that which is God in the moment. And throughout a number of the different videos when Andreas and I were talking and Ida Marie, we were discussing the importance of the highest prayer, which is the prayer that comes forth from the nature of God by surrendering our tongue to God's use. And what I've been sharing with a number of people over these past couple of weeks is the importance of understanding that in the intercessory role, we are not formulating the prayer, the prayer for somebody. We are not dictating the nature of their journey. What we're doing is together, when we're coming together in prayer, in agreement, we're seeing things that may be evidence. And this, I'm talking about third-person prayers that we're offering, not prayers that we might be doing together in agreement. But if we're doing a prayer for somebody else, it's the importance of understanding that as we surrender, we together as intercessors can pray for the other person by releasing the spiritual influences that we've witnessed and then praying them deeper in the awareness of God's presence and God's holy attributes. But we don't dictate that they're not going to be born into new life or they're not going to be whatever, or they're, or they're going to get a specific job, or they're going to get a specific return, or they're going to receive a specific healing. We pray release of the spiritual influences, and then we pray the deepening of their presence into the holy nature of that which is God. From there, that is where God begins to evidence within them the nature of the covenant they formed with God before they came here. Because we are not here to alter the nature of somebody's journey or to divert it from the nature of what their journey was by speaking words into their walk that they might not be willing to receive or might not be in alignment with God. And we hear many people say different types of prayers where, oh, God, please give me this or God, please give me, oh, God, give me this or give me that. And what's happening is people have lost sight of the fact that God already holds the answer. God is the purity of the answer. God is the blessed result. So if we can become more practiced in surrendering ourselves, we would find prayers of the living word pouring forth from our tongue that we didn't even know were going to come, come forth. And I think I could probably borrow this when Cynthia and I were talking at one point about Ellis. The way the prayer, prayer unfolded last week for that beautiful gift, this little angel of life upon this planet was not to alter his course, but was to pray release of the spiritual implications or the corporate entities influences through the medical system. And then in thanksgiving that he's positioned in the fullness of God's grace, surrounded by the divine and heavenly hosts and move forward according to divine will. So it's not painting an end result. It's recognizing together that we see Ellis perfectly in unity with God. And from that, Ellis's course will unfold according to God's will and design. And again, it takes us out of the place of painting a person into a certain prayerful result. Because our expectation upon another 
can move them in a direction that they might not necessarily be planning on going. I've watched with parents as they've been dealing with children and I see in the parents' eyes, seeing their children that have made these mistakes for five, 10, 12 or 15 years. And every time they see their child, they see the mistakes of 15 years. The key is for them to come to recognize how God sees them in that moment. Relinquish the spiritual things they have witnessed and then trust that if they let go of the ties they've witnessed over their child for 15 years, they would see, know, and recognize God within the child and then see God rise within the child and the child would rise to be that which they are to become in God instead of how the parent keeps painting them in the suffrage of 15 years if that makes sense. So I guess in, in this past couple of weeks, there's been a lot of times where I've come to people in intercessory prayers, and there's been a couple of people that have wanted to paint the result within the intercessory prayer. And I just have to caution, like, let's, let's do this. What have you been seeing going on spiritually? And they describe that there's manipulation, or there's deception, or there's anger, or there's animosity. Well, let's pray and release those things. Let's release the captives. Let's join with Yeshua and get the spiritual impediments out of the way. And then let's just trust God above all. Surrender and submit this holy gift, whether it's a person's son or their daughter or their friend or a person facing um, cancer surgery or whatever they're going through. And we relinquish them into God's without our ties upon them based upon what we've witnessed. We no longer see them as the cancer patient. We recognize them as God's daughter and remain poised for how God would move us as a living prayer within their lives, whether it's the words we speak or the actions we are guided to take for them or the simple act of bringing in them a meal, blessing that meal before it's delivered to them, that it is received as a Holy Eucharist into their bodies to bring healing in ways that they didn't even know is present and available for them and all according to divine will that delivers that Eucharist into their body. So that's just a brief offering. I thought I'd like to share that this week, and it just kept cycling back in and out of me all, week, all day long. So I, I hope it blessed you in tonight's. If anybody has any thoughts or questions or agreement, they feel free to speak up. felt for a long time that I don't, who am I to try to impose my will on someone else, you know, but just to trust God. Exactly. You know, I had that experience today with someone, you know, just, I don't know what path he has, but I know it's a blessed path. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. Thank you. One of my, I mean, I, I, as you know, this is uh, some of some of you are aware that this is the anniversary of six years ago when I lost my elder son, and um, it, it was one of my greatest teachers to learn how to love him through this without seeing him through the experience of leaving the planet, without seeing him through the sense of loss, without seeing him through grief, without attaching ties or tendrils to him to love him enough to let go and let the prayer that he is now with God be without my influence 
and to love him in the deepest and most profound way that I could, which was to get out of the way and allow for God to be presented first and then be gifted the opportunity to join with God's love as one with him. And from that, God allowed me to witness some pretty amazing things. It was like over the three or seven days, I think it was seven days following Christopher's birth into new life that God allowed him to appear to people in different settings. And especially with all the teens that he worked with and actually allowed them to appear in people's waking dreams and in their sleep at night. And then also physically appear in front of people on the planet. And I believe that if we're willing to do that with all people that we witnessed that were facing a transition into new life or they're facing a shift into a new job or they're facing a shift into new um, health issues relating to hospitals or institutions, we can be poised as the intercessor to release the corporate impediments, the spiritual impediments, and then speak the recognition of God within them. And then they move upon their journey according to the way that they agreed with God before they came here. And it could just be a beautiful thing to become that intercessory witness instead of feeling like you've got to take on the suffering of somebody else, which many people do. And it's just, a, I feel like it's a, a, a greater place for strength within the intercessory role to just recognize that it is God through you, not what you could form in the prayer. So I hope that blesses you this week. Thank you, Larry. Beautiful, thank you. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. And thank you, Todd. Mm. Okay, got it. Thank you. <laughs> right, so I, I, we, we spoke a little bit about um, intercessory prayer and the importance behind it and the importance to recognize it as revelatory. Anything that we're being shown is to position us in a place of power and not subjection. But what that does is it makes it important for us to recognize that we, as the intercessors, must release anything that it stirs within us when we witness situa situations in front of us. So if you, you see a person that's in a state of outrage, and if we sense outrage for the same subject matter, we need to deal with the outrage within ourselves first. Mm -hmm. We need to surrender and submit before God, release the spirit of outrage, release the spirit of righteous indignation or whatever we happen to be embracing to center ourselves upon God first. Because God does not need righteous indignation. God does not need any sense of um, wrath or aggression or hostility. So if we find these things stirring within us and we wish to participate in the intercessory process, we have to be willing to submit fully before the presence of the divine and release every attribute, sense, or feeling that does not align with the nature of God. Then we become holy instruments for God's use. We actually become the nature of God's use because we are not veiling ourselves to the nature of God's presence through outrage or anger or injustice. So when we see, especially when we see a lot of the stuff going on now with like political stuff and different things that are unfolding, you see a lot of people that get, oh, they get irate or they get in a state of this is so outside of justice. This is injustice. And, and then we start to embrace the spiritual sympathy 
that draws us in with the drowning subject. We become one with the person that is drowning. We are no longer God's instrument to bring healing, change, and reformation to the process. So if we can remember, first of all, that every single thing we witness is, and I know sometimes it's kind of crazy, every single thing we witness is supposed to be an instrument of revelation to position us in power, not in subjection. And what's happened many times is people lose sight of what Yeshua said when he said to receive all things in blessing. And again, he chose this word that today would be like when people text, it would be capital A, capital L, capital L. He was talking all-inclusive throughout all the cosmos, all creation, all things. So every single thing that you encounter, you are to receive in blessing. And if that's the case, even when stuff that's nasty and horrible comes up in front of us, again, it's supposed to be there to position us in power. But we have to first relinquish whatever it stirs in us as we engage in the prayer process to allow God's presence to emerge through us without veil. So I just wanted to add that to last week's offering. And if anybody has any thoughts they want to share, feel free to jump right in. Well, I will share a little bit, and um, I'm glad you're bringing this up because as those of us and those that are just starting to get on the call, to hear these things over and over because you know it within you and you could be going through things and you've heard it from you, you've heard it from, um, for those that have heard me, and there is a process in our, our thinking, because within us, we know, this doesn't seem right, but we can't seem to, seem to articulate it and get it out and to release it. But the more that, it's almost not like a practice, but uh, the mindset, and again, being a golf professional, uh, do a lot of golf motions and teaching where a lot of people are doing the wrong swing. So we have to develop new uh, motor patterns and the mind takes 21 days they say to learn something new and so it's not that it's new because it, it has always been there as we've shared and you have shared but we in society and through years we've learned an, a, a way um, that takes time to change so it's really important that we do share these things because we need to hear them over and over because it's like oh i can't say it but i understand what you're saying and then as you practice it for those that are experiencing these things of releasing and you, you know even writing it down but to take that moment even if you're in the kitchen and you get upset because you burn something that is something to even take notice of like okay i'm upset i release being upset anger, bitterness, because to release it, then the presence of God is greater and you have such peace. And when you have peace, you have clarity and you draw closer. So it is seeking God first, but it is this transition in which, you know, we're sharing now. And if anybody else wants to, you know, say a few things but that's what came on my heart as you were saying that it is that you know when you're not sure what to articulate you really a lot of a lot of them are just taking this in you know yeah. so it's very important that it is reiterated over and over 
So I'm it's all good. You, it's all I'm good. glad you picked this because one of the most important prayers that Yeshua spoke is they, they describe him in prayer when he was crying forth tears of blood. And at that point, when he was so deep within himself, he was reaching into God's presence, Yahweh, free them from the familiar spirit so that they might know you first. So that Yeshua crying out in prayer for us, the one thing he was just, oh God, they just, they keep returning to this nature. They keep returning to this behavior. And he was crying out for us to be freed from the familiar spirit or like Anna Marie saying, the familiar reaction, the, the familiar motion. And it, it is important, especially in that ground of intercessory role, whether it's for your children or for people that you love or people that you're encountering on TV and the news or even for the children that we care for in India to reach that place of moving away from what, it, what was our previous response to become first nature God response. We've talked about that before in some of the videos about not, it's not second nature to reach to God. It is first nature to reach to God. Then from within God, we can see all aspects of ourselves that are not God. And that's when we can surrender and release those things. Yes, very much so. But I will also say that this is in alignment of God's scripture and word that's within us. This is not anything that's made up. It's definitely right in alignment of God's word that lives the living word within us. Right within. Exactly. Right within. So it's pretty cool. It is. Awesome stuff. God made it so simple. We just kind of convoluted the process a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. I was just going to say, to a degree, it's, we have to learn, to unlearn certain things. You know, when I listened to the story about the Indian children, the orphans, Yes. my mind, the human mind says, oh, we got to do something about it. But what can we do besides prayer? But exactly. we want to do something physical, something that brings a result. And I think that's the, the trouble we have to be able to just surrender. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, picking that whole aspect, remember, and many have heard the video online, there was a time where we surrendered in a group like this and we entered prayer and God fed the children inside their bellies, provided a grant for them and all this stuff. So there's times where I got to get that out of my head. Yeah. I got to get out of my head. Well, geez, why isn't it happening? Because it is happening some way, somehow God's presence will manifest something. We will recognize his strength and power within this and not get caught in this ground. Like how did we end up slipping back into this ground again, where they're going through one meal a day and then, and now all of a sudden the building's being removed. But we can embrace trust that God will bring forth a greater resource for them, a greater blessing. Because I mean, we just went from the 52, 54 children to the 62 children during COVID and, and it's expanding and growing. So it's just fascinating that that community could be freed from the demonic that makes it not even see the mm. importance and compassion and opportunity that they have to relinquish their attachment to caste and compassionately come forward and help these beautiful people. It would be a beautiful yeah. thing to see. Yeah. Wonderful. And that's too why we just are in thanksgiving before God already. We speak words of life. 
Yes. And that's really important too. As we seek God first, he fills what our mouth should say to come forth. Yes. And um, that's important too, speaking words of life.